previously on Rated RPG. So, so hold on a sec. Let, let me let me make sure that we have the plan all 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 figured out. So, you're going to go to Archon the Cruel, a guy who's who's mm-hmm. cr- who's cruel presumably, and you're going to ask him politely for a vial of the blood of his god, which he keeps around his mm-hmm. neck for some reason. You're not sure why. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to do it for. For what reason? You know, this is why we were talking to you, Lulu. This is this is smart. Thank you, Lulu. Yep. You're welcome. Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears, and parts. <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Yeah, you guys don't really know anything about about this person, Archon the Cruel. You could make a history check. Allow everybody to make a history check. If somebody gets a really nice roll, maybe you will have heard some legends, some stories about Archon. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Big money, big money. I believe! <laughs> oh! Wow. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I had uh, decided the DC was going to be 20, which uh, looking at Aaron's bonus actually wouldn't have been that hard for him to pass. But Race has heard... He got a 23. He got a 23. Yeah, yeah, 23. So Race, you have heard uh, songs about Arkin. And these are songs that are, you know, not very popular amongst the bard crowd. Because uh, this one's a little bit like tragic so you've heard that arkin was originally a follower of uh bahamut um and he uh was in a a party uh of adventurers and they were um you know doing good in the world and all that and they were actually quested to destroy a very powerful artifact um called the hand of vecna uh, which was like a dis- like a like a hand of like like a shriveled humanish sort of looking hand, uh, like a mummified hand, so to speak, that apparently had insane evil powers. Um, and so uh, Arkin and his party uh, got a hold of this hand of Vecna, and just as they were going to destroy it, Arkin uh, cut off his own hand and then jammed the hand of Vecna onto the stump, which then immediately became his new hand and then teleported away from the party before they realized what had happened. And he uh, he then became, or maybe all along was, secretly a follower of Tiamat uh, and has been using this ridiculously powerful artifact uh, to further his evil goals of freeing Tiamat so that uh, he can bring sort of like destruction to the world of good dragons and uh, a new age of evil dragons and dragonborn like himself. Also, he's from Critical Role. I don't know if you guys knew that. He's uh, one of Joe Manganiello's characters. That's his name. And that apparently, that event happened on stream, the, uh, the one that I just described some time ago because i wanted to see how it went down yeah yeah and so his character that character is in this adventure like as written right. yeah it's oh really neat. they actually wrote him in yep mm-hmm. that's, that's oh. cool what's his uh, name joe, joe mangello mangello <laughs> <Joe Manjello. laughs> 
Maganello. Maganello says Bossa Nova B. Okay, well, let's go and... Oh, God, you guys were just getting in so deep over this darn unicorn. I don't... Uh. <laughs> I think we got to kill this guy because, you know, then if we take on someone from Critical Role, then it'll be a claim to fame for us. <laughs> right, then we get some of that loot. Okay, let's roll. <laughs> All right, well... Did you say the blood was in a vial around his neck? Aldrak thinks so, yes. What else does Aldrak know? Tell us everything you know. <laughs> That's a good good way of asking <laughs> this. Hey, Let's see what I'm going to step to you. You look kind of scared of me anyway. So ah. how about I get a little closer? No. This is Darlene. Darlene likes to taste the blood of assholes who don't tell us everything. How about that? I have something. <laughs> Aldrak has something that, that Tiamat might want. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to give it to you because it's it's Ultrak's only hope. But will will you promise to help me? Promise to free me from this curse? We've made a lot of promises so far, Ultrak. Uh, one more certainly ain't going to make much yeah. of a difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, I promise we'll help you. Definitely. The dwarves on this bridge, our buddy Clem. We honor all of our promises. <laughs> It's just that most of them end up in a bucket, but uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. Uh, a safety bucket? Yes, a safety yeah. bucket. Oh, uh, a nice place. A nice safety bucket. I could use one of those. Yep. Very well. Climb atop Uldrak's sword, way up in the sky. At the very end of the hilt is an orb. It is no ordinary orb or orbinary. It is. <laughs> it is an orb of dragon kind. Surely Arkin desires such an orb. Perhaps he would trade it for Tiamat's blood. I don't know. Sounds like making a deal with a, an asshole is something we ought not do. What if we take that orb and jam it up his ass? What happens then? Oh, you would challenge Arkin? We've done stupider stuff, I think. And we will do stupider stuff again. It becomes an orb of dragons behind when you do that. (laughs) (laughs) If you defeat him and take the blood, you would be mighty indeed, and I would be forever in your debt. If you think you can do that, then, then yes, free the world from his evil. What did this orb do, Aldrich? Uh, Aldrich... You mean? Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> the orb of dragonkind is incredibly powerful. It is an artifact. It telepathically calls all dragons in the area, and evil dragons feel compelled to be drawn to it as soon as possible. Uh, it is a way for an evil person to command an army of dragons to do their bidding. Okay. But I would gladly give this up to Arkin to restore my true form. What's the worst thing that could happen if he had that, right? An, an army of dragons is worse than... From my perspective, no offense, I've never been turned into a... But personally, I would rather fight one of you than an army of dragons. We're not gonna fight you. But do you see the scales don't balance, baby? Or some big-ass titties, whatever these are right now, they don't balance, that's all. Aldrak cares not. Aldrak just wishes to be returned to his normal form. 
Uldrak could kick a bunch of dragons' asses. Could oh. Uldrak, if, if we took that um, orb and and used it to send dragons uh, at the big boy himself, would that work, or would we uh, be like you know get would we would we become evil doing that kind of thing? You would not be able to use the orb without succumbing to its power. Uh, I figured. Uh. I guess you could try. I have a hard enough time with the shield. I don't really want to go down that. <laughs> the shield is like, do it. Do it, bro. <laughs> Fucking do it. Well, they put me in uh, future adventures if I do it. <laughs> Only one way to find out, bro. Fucking do it. <laughs> Divided the betrayer is his final name. Okay. <laughs> do I get my own black tower if I do it? Uh, yeah, totally. Totally. It could be whatever color you want, bro. <laughs> I have two black disrupt, towers. I hate to disrupt you guys daydreaming about shit, but uh, Glubjig just started shimmying up the sword. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we're, yeah. we're getting it anyway, even if we are, aren't going to do anything with it. <laughs> so, Glubjig, are you climbing up the sword? Yes. All right. So, easily, uh, without any sort of problems whatsoever, due to your amazing ranger skills, uh, you begin to scale the sword, uh, and you eventually reach the top, and you see that this uh, this glowing orb that you this, it was so bright that you're even able to notice it from down on the ground uh, is right before you, and it's it's very large. It's like the size of like an exercise ball uh, because it's like embedded at the the end of this huge uh, sword. What do you do? First, I see if I can just sort of pry it out with my hands. Yeah, so you uh, you kind of like put your hands onto it and uh, sort of try to like lift. Uh, why don't you go ahead and make me a strength check? Indeed. Lift with your legs! Yeah, you struggle against it and you are having a very hard time prying it free just with your raw strength. What do you okay. do? I am carrying a crowbar. I will try to use that. Okay, uh, make another strength check, this time with advantage. Very oh. nice. Okay, so using the crowbar uh, and like bracing yourself against it, uh, you manage to pop out the orb uh, that <laughs> begins to fall, and you drop the crowbar so that you can grab it uh, with your two hands, uh, yeah. and uh, you manage to grab it. And as soon as like it goes into your two hands, it rapidly shrinks down so that it is now only the size of like a, a fairly small bowling ball. Uh, and it's not very heavy. Uh, your crowbar sort of like clatters as it bangs uh, on the side of the sword and, and plummets to the ground and slams into the ground, sending ash everywhere. Sorry, everybody. Watch it. All right, so you climb down the sword, and now you guys have an orb of dragon kind. You guys know where Arkin the Cruel's tower is, and you know that you have to spill the blood of Tiamat to make Uldrak a titan again. Like a great place to take a bathroom break. It might be. <laughs> yes, and we need to do some shots as soon as that's over. All right, bathroom break and then shots. Perfect. Bathroom break and then shots. Yeah, hi everybody, how's it going? Um, it's pee break time here at Rated RPG. Chris Bale, and Ooh. I have a special birthday shout that I'm doing from Great White Spark. Nice. Happy birthday, Aaron. It was my birthday, but we yeah, didn't have a rated RPG until now, so I'm doing my birthday shout now. 
Just, just so you guys know, there are like a number of ways to actually do the final part of this adventure. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of different things you can do, and so like some parties are fine with making deals with Tiamat. You know, there's other powerful creatures in hell that could help you out too. So you're not supposed to feel like you're like um, railroaded towards a specific kind of ending, you know? It is a uh, little, it, it's different because you have a paladin now in your group who worships whore. So that's, it's going to be hard to convince him to do anything. Yeah, bad. Jason's characters have been holding us back. Yeah, you should uh, die. That's not true. That's not true. I, you know what? I, as as a uh, oath of vengeance paladin, you know, I oftentimes will negotiate my own morality in order to defeat the greater evil. And the greater evil here really is still saving Elturel. I probably wouldn't want to, you know, make a deal with Tiamat. But I, I'll go try to kill Archon or whatever we're gonna do with yeah. him. I maybe think we should do that maybe too. race maybe race can seduce him and then steal the necklace while he's having the coitus man that's actually true I think that uh, that a vengeance paladin they would prioritize whatever it is they are sworn vengeance against uh, versus like making deals with things like like a vengeance paladin theoretically would be okay with doing something as ridiculous as freeing Tiamat if it guaranteed that he would get whatever his goals are. Yeah, because Tiamat's a demon. I, I don't like demons. Fiends but, and undead. That's my bag. Yeah. Yeah, I hate him too. So yeah, you guys right. got a lot of options here. Uh, so we're back and we're going to keep on keeping on with this adventure. You guys have uh, met with Uldrak, who is a former titan who has been cursed by Tiamat, the mother of evil dragons, demon lord, god of chaotic evil. Uh, she cursed him to be a tiny little spine devil uh, who has sort of gone a little bit crazy talking to himself over the, the hundreds of years that he's been turned into this thing. Uh, but you, you managed to find out what his story was and realize that in order for his curse to be broken, for him to turn back into his original form, he has to spill the blood of Tiamat that will break the curse. Uh, and you guys learn that there is a follower of Tiamat, Archon the Cruel, a very evil, very powerful individual who, who wields the hand of Vecna, uh, an evil artifact. Uh, and this Archon the Cruel person has a tower and around his neck, he carries a vial of Tiamat's blood. Um, so armed with that knowledge, plus knowing where the tower is, Plus, now you have an orb of dragonkind, which could potentially be used to barter with Archon the Cruel. Uh, you guys have a lot of options here. You're considering killing him and taking the blood, um, but there are other other choices you can make too. So what do you guys want to do? I say go to the tower. Let's kick it to the tower. Kick it to the tower. Yeah. All right, kick you're going to mosey on towards the tower. So you guys pile into your demon engines. Uh, turn them on. You hear the, the, the wails of souls being burned from existence uh, to power these things. To be honest, I've tuned it out. <laughs> <laughs> Lulu still clearly winces in in obvious discomfort every time you guys use one of these things, uh, but she's not going to bitch about it anymore. <laughs> but uh, you guys begin to drive, and... Uh, Lulu had mentioned that it would probably only take about an hour or so, two hours uh, of driving to get there. 
And about halfway there, you guys reach uh, what appears to be a pretty large, like, lake of tar. Black bubbling tar. You've seen these before. Uh, and your vehicles tend to be able to drive uh, through them to an extent. In the, in the sense you're not worried about necessarily getting stuck if you get a little bit of tar on your tires. Uh, but you don't want to drive across the whole thing. So you, like, sort of take a, a route around it. Uh, when you guys notice that there appears to be, near the edge of this lake of tar, some person sort of struggling, stuck inside of the tar. So what do you do? Hey, let's go over there and see what that person is doing struggling inside the tar. Maybe it's something good. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Jason, Why not? Jason, I feel like your character suddenly got wacky for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. He's just, he's trying to find positivity in a world that wants to crush him. He is the person mm. I wish I could be over the last two years. Mm. <laughs> okay. He is, he is my queen. <laughs> uh, Dababi, you're in your like motorcycle uh, driving sort of ahead uh, and you you hear the sound of the uh, the engine of the vehicle behind you sort of like turning off and uh, you look behind you and they have stopped at the edge of the at the edge of the lake. Uh, what do you do? Oh Dababi? shit. Am I in the lake? No, you're, you're driving up ahead. You have your own motorcycle thing and yeah, every, yeah. everybody else rides in, in the other. I just thing. want to make sure I'm not stopping like in the middle of the tower pits no no okay yep i'll pull over and uh see what's going on okay yeah you pull over and uh you look as you see uh hamstone and race and glubjag sort of getting out of their vehicle and and approaching the edge of the uh the the lake of tar uh do you walk over there yeah okay so uh as you guys approach the edge uh you see that there is someone struggling it looks like they're sort of like stuck in the tar almost like they're sinking into it uh and you hear what sounds like uh, uh, almost like a human, maybe elvish, uh, fem feminine voice, uh, sort of crying for help, saying, Help! Help! Oh! Oh, thank the gods you're here, please! I'm sinking! But, uh, you know, as you get close, you see that she's she's definitely several feet out. You're not really sure how the, how the hell she got all the way out there. But on the uh, edge of the tar, so not in the tar, but like right on the edge of it, is a backpack. Looks like a traveler's pack uh, with uh, various things. And actually on it, you notice that there is what appears to be a, a sack that has uh, soul coins in it. You can tell by the shape and size of them. What? Where? Yeah, so like on the ground, almost like she, you know, this person had a backpack on, took it off, and then walked out into the tar and is now sinking in the tar. Wow. We've never, this... We've never this... done anything that stupid. Yeah, this could have... <laughs> This just has like all the trappings of a trap. Trap, yeah. Can we do a uh, a check for perception or insight for tra traps? Yeah, yeah. Make a uh, make a perception <laughs> check. Hey, natural twenty. Wow. So we have an insight check from Sir Reginald Hamstone. We got a perception. Wow, wow, nice. Okay. Twenty-four for Brad's perception check. Twenty-four for Brad's perception. Okay. All right. So insight first. We'll go with the the twenty insight. You. Uh, oh wow. And now twenty-four insight. So both of you sort of like are listening and looking around and, and trying to see if you can get a gut feeling about this 
situation here. Both of you can detect like a sincerity in the voice of this uh, this woman who's who's sort of shouting for help. You cannot help but notice that the situation is very bizarre. It almost seems staged, but if she is like feigning being in trouble here, that means she is a very, very good liar. Uh, so you're not really sure. It's, it sounds like she's being sincere. Uh, then perception, you look around to see if there's any sign of any potential like ambushers. And you think you've done a really good job of, of scanning. Uh, and you don't see anything, Clubjack. You don't see anything out of the ordinary. He doesn't, the, it's like an illusion or anything. So the backpack and the sack are outside the tar or is one of them in the tar? They're both outside of the tar. You can literally reach down and grab the soul coins out of the bag. Uh, you grab the whole backpack and walk away and have no problems whatsoever. Okay. Hey, Lulu, what do you think? Should we save this uh, woman? Think you go grab her? Oh dear, what's the situation? She like flops out of the uh, vehicle and starts flapping her ears and flies over to you. And she's like, oh no, this poor woman is drowning. We have to save her. I'm not strong enough to pull her out of the tar. I am strong with, I have large muscles. Take this rope to her and I'll pull her out. Yeah, give her the rope. Okay, I can well, do that, sure. So, can uh... We, can we ask her a question, once, guys? Like, I mean... Does it look like she is like a trap. ...close to sinking? Like, how close is she? Uh, her shoulders and head are above the tar, but it looks like she's having a very hard time getting more than just, like, some fingers out of the top of the tar. Okay, she's got like a minute left or something, probably. Let's. All right, all right, all right, race. Give her a question quick, and then we'll decide. How does it get stuck in there? She uh, she says, I thought I saw something in here. I so I I I took my backpack off, and then I I came in, and I didn't realize it was gonna be so deep here, and I just started to sink. All right, that's all I wanted to know, guys. I pulled. Uh I'm gonna uh, assist. Okay, so uh, Lulu flies over and drops the uh, rope down into the tar. Uh, this person grabs it and uh, you guys begin to pull her out. Uh, and you're not gonna need to make any sort of checks, just uh, with your combined strength, uh, you are able to pull her out and uh, free from it. And uh, now she's lying there on the ground next to her backpack, just covered in black sticky tar. And she's like, oh, thank the gods. Thank you so much for saving me. I don't know what would have happened if you hadn't come along. What, what, what are you even doing over here? I was... I was looking for... Uh, I've heard there was a tower around here. I was... I was looking for it. Uh, some... some evil person was uh, going to stop them, try to stop them. Uh, see if I can... Uh, do you guys know anything about this? This tower in the area? Yeah, yeah, Archon the Cruel. We're headed there now. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, well why? What purpose? Well, because I, well, I, I look over at, uh, Reginald looks over at Bobby's face and sees Bobby just like shaking his head like, you idiot. Oh, oh. I, I, wait, uh. We have heard tale that he may be evil, but also, we're fair people. I'm, I'm trying to deceive her right now, so I'm gonna end up with a deception check. Um, we cast not judgment, yet we be judged, as the good book says. 
But what I know for sure is the only way to know a man's soul is to look him in the eyes. How about you? Were you also trying to look him in the eyes or gouge said ye eyes out as I speak like this for some reason? <laughs> All I've heard is that an evil man lives in the tower and I'm trying to get out of this place. And I was thinking perhaps okay. destroying such an evil creature could free me, could prove to whatever whatever gods are out there that I could be freed from from hell. But uh, clearly I couldn't even make it there without getting stuck in tar like a fool. Maybe I'm not cut out you, for this. I'm gonna cast detect magic on her. Yeah. Okay. You were just gonna go defeat this guy by yourself somehow? Like what? Uh, do you have a brain? <laughs> uh, you cast a detect magic and you can clearly see that there's some sort of magic uh, surrounding her. And you, you concentrate a little bit and you realize that there is uh, illusion magic surrounding her. Okay. It. Okay. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. Um, like you can't defeat this guy. He's obviously way too powerful for anyone to de defeat. Like the only thing you'd ever be able to do with this dude is probably make a deal. That's what I'm thinking. Oh. You'd never be able to defeat him. You know. Okay. He's probably not that bad of a guy. You never know about these kind of people. Really? Not. He's probably not, a super sweet dude. Not that bad of a guy. Is that what you're trying to do? Make a deal with him? I uh, I don't know. We just want to like uh, go meet him and see what uh, try to gauge the situation. You know, we're not stupid. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I suppose you're anyway, right. I, uh, I should probably be on my way. What? Well, hold on a second, because we just rescued you. So, uh, you know, I see you got a bag of soul coins there. We could use, um, you know, some soul coins. She, uh, she like looks down at her bag and she says, "Oh, uh, you want, you want payment for rescuing me?" Well, it's like, you know, favor for a favor. It's not really payment. Right. Okay. Favor. A favor for a favor. And uh, you you want me to give you uh, these soul coins as a as a payment as a, as the favor? I'm going to use my divine sense again. Okay. What does divine sense uh, alert you to? Uh, fiends. Uh, divine, divine sense will alert me to fiends, celestials, or undead. Um, it will also detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated. Place or object. Oh, interesting. That's pretty cool. Uh, so you you use your detection to see if, uh, you know, maybe this person is uh, some sort of fiend or celestial or undead in disguise. And uh, you do not detect the presence of any of those things. How do you um, how do you try to detect whether something is actually an illusion or not? So that would be an intelligence uh, saving throw. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah. Uh, yes. Probably against yep. her deception, maybe? It's against the DC of whatever the illusion spell is. Okay. Yeah. So do I just roll an intelligence yep. check? So, yeah, whenever you suspect something is a... Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Interesting. Let me uh, let me take a look what their DC is. Actually, I'm pretty sure 24 beats it. Okay. All right. The only person who would think, who would know that it's an illusion is brad because he's the only one who used detect magic so to brad do you like tell people that this that it's an illusion um i haven't what? yet couldn't we couldn't we just think it was i mean that was the first thing that came into my head when we saw this whole scenario i was like this isn't real that's true so that that would require you to uh to interact with the illusion in some way so you would have to do something like you know put your hand on her or, or like do something to sort of like to, All right, so to I test just the put illusion. my hand out and, I, and I'm like, hey, I'm DeBobby. Nice to meet you. Okay. So you uh, think that this may be an illusion and you, uh, you try to test the illusion. And sort of to your astonishment, uh, you notice that uh, there is something uh, 
like like very large and golden in front of you and it's taking up like your entire vision and you actually have to step back for a moment uh, and you realize that there is a massive golden dragon standing in front of you uh, all of us do or just me you're the only one who notices this holy shit uh right um do i do i notice Dababi's reaction. Uh, Dababi, you can make a deception check to try to keep your cool keep my shit together <laughs> in this in this scenario. Yeah. All right. So that's going to go off of uh, passive insight. So people's uh, insight. Anybody have a plus five to their insight or higher? No. I have a. I have a plus six. Plus six. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Glubjeg, you immediately notice that there's something off about uh, Dababi's disposition as he sort of introduces himself to this person. Okay. But anyways, uh, she says, so this is the favor you you wish? These um, soul coins? Uh, no, I mean, we don't really need any soul coins or anything. It's just um, we're fine. It's really nice to meet you. It's nice to meet people out here that, you know, are, are fun, fun, loving. Wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, we're good. We're actually good. We're just gonna, we're gonna head on our way. We're gonna go kick the shit out of the dude in the tower. I'm gonna Probably. put my hand on her shoulder and ask if she's okay. <laughs> you can make an intelligence saving throw. Can I make it wisdom? No, unfortunately. <laughs> Illusions are intelligence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she seems, she feels real under your hands, uh, and, you know, her skin feels warm to the touch, and, uh, she smiles at you and says, no, I, I think I'm okay, I think I just need to be cleaned off a little bit, but I'll be fine. Yeah, guys, I think she's fine, we don't need any sort of reward, we don't need any, you know, gold at all, nothing gold, golden, we don't need anything, uh, for a reward, we just do this out of the goodness of our own hearts, like, to save people. Yeah. Do I pick up on what he's saying? You you have picked up that everything is weird about like he's he's clearly there's something weird going on with him. I mean we yeah. wouldn't need any sort of gold or like anything to drink out of you know like flagons, things that rhyme with flagons, stuff like that. Oh, I you see know. what you're saying. Um, we don't need any of that. All right, good. Every, everybody, make an inside check. Oh boy! All right, come on, come on, come on! Look into the heart. That's that. Your heart. Okay, I don't, I don't know. None of those are good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't. You don't get that he's implying that this is actually a gold dragon. Uh, you just think that Dababi's acting really weird. Uh, Guys, let's get real for a second, okay? Because right now I don't uh -huh. feel. It doesn't feel real around me. Yeah, you don't seem real. She she picks up her backpack and puts it on and says, "Well." Thank you so much for, for helping me. Uh, it really was a good gesture. Um, I wish you the best of luck in your travels, and may Bahamut watch over you. And she uh, begins to walk away. Uh, right. Bahamut. Yeah, Bahamut to you too, my sister. <laughs> is she... Okay, like, is she, after she's far enough away that I can whisper, uh -huh. I'm gonna say, guys, guys, it was a gold dragon. Does anyone know anything about gold dragons? Should we try to get her to help us? Gold dragon? Yes. It was an illusion. She's a gold dragon. Wow. Don't be stunned like I was for 10 minutes. We got to figure out what to do. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, okay. hey, I yell, hey, come back, gold dragon. 
<laughs> she's uh she's gone. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, we didn't die. We saved her. I mean, she's got a we got a we must yeah. have some sort of there must be some sort of like luck of the oh, gold dragon with us now, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Sometimes <laughs> Sometimes a good deed is a reward in and of itself, though, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the reward for sure. Definitely, yep. Speaking as an ex-mercenary, uh, no. <laughs> it was a good thing I just rewatched The Witcher Season 1, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a gold dragon in that. Yep. That's great. Um, okay, so you guys pile back into your vehicles and move on? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, everybody make perception checks real fast. Perception! Okay. A dark tower looms on the horizon, its black spire rising hundreds of feet, its ramparts bristling with charred skulls mounted on iron spikes. The tower's apex splits into five narrower spires that jab at the sky like clawed fingers. Circling above the tower's peak is a great white dragon stained with ash and soot. As you get closer to the tower, you notice figures shuffling atop its ramparts, undead guards in various states of decay. And that's episode 68 of Rated RPG Descent into Avernus. We have two more episodes of the podcast left before we get to our next live stream date. That is Saturday, February 26th at noon central time. And uh, we're hoping to be back in person for this one. Join us for it at twitch.tv slash game society pimps. We're really glad we get to play D&D with our friends. We love D&D. We, we love our friends. And uh, over the last two years, it's been a source of happiness and joy. And we're really thankful for your support in making Rated RPG into a live stream and podcast that we get to share with you and take pride in uh, as we reinvest into the show and into the people who make the show. Uh, the more support we have, the more we get to do that. So thank you. We couldn't do it without the support of the folks who donate Twitch subscriptions to other fans or buy us shots during the live streams, and especially our Patreon supporters. A huge thanks to our level 15 bards. They are a true goblin of culture. Arden's Davros, Cheesemaster007, GBS Trek, Holly Summers, and Random.Guy. They get three entries every month during our live streams. We do drawings. They aren't always on the podcast, uh, but we do them in our live streams. We draw for rated RPG 3D printed soul coins, and the level 15 bards get three entries in those drawings. The rations and adventuring gear supporters each get one entry into those drawings, and we're very thankful for them. They are Chris Fail, Joseph Doherty, H.D. Burke, Jerry Vite, Acta Boy, Dung Beetle, Man Flesh, Valentine Crowley, and Scott McGrath. As a way to say thank you to our patrons, I just sent them a couple of rated RPG stickers, and unfortunately I just got the mangled corner of one of the envelopes back from the Postal Service, so I don't know who it was mailed to, but I do know it was mailed internationally. And while I like the idea of a gorgeous Phoenix Brigade sticker jamming up a postage sorting machine and they have to pull it out and they're like, gorgeous Phoenix Brigade, what is this nonsense? I like that, feels on brand for us. But because I only got the mangled corner of the envelope back, I don't know whose stickers 
they were. So if you are a uh, rated RPG Patreon supporter in Australia or Belgium or the UK or Canada or the Czech Republic, and you don't get your rated RPG stickers, reach out to us and let us know through Patreon, and we will resend you a couple of stickers. Please share the rated RPG live stream and podcast with people that you think might enjoy it. Give it a good review or five stars or whatever you can do that way. Uh, where you get your podcasts, if you subscribe to it, that will make sure you get the new episodes when they come out. And follow us on Twitter at Rated RPG Podcast. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying Rated RPG.